Welcome to the Monastic Retreat Podcast. I'm Dr. Robert Puff. Within the Christian movement, particularly the contemplative movement of Christianity, which is seen in many monasteries throughout the world, there's a biblical verse that you're going to see throughout the monastery. It's from Psalm 46.10, and it goes, Be still and know that I'm God. That is, be still and know that I'm God. Why has this verse played such a pivotal role within the monastic movement and more contemplative Christianity throughout the world? Why? It has a lot to do with how we find God. Most of the world and throughout history that seek God seek Him through the mind. They use knowledge, which is a very effective tool of understanding God, to learn about God, who God is, what does God want of us, how are we supposed to interact with God, through prayer and our worship. And all religious traditions around the world have sacred writings that they adhere to and turn their adherence to, to study and really know. For example, I have my Master of the Divinity, among other degrees, but I got it at Princeton Theological Seminary. And I was there for three years, and I had a very in-depth study of the Christian tradition, and from theology to history to languages, and all that went with that. It was a very intensive program. An excellent program, but very intensive. So we can go very in-depthly in regards to understanding God. But there is another way to get to know God, which this verse typifies. And it's basically called receptivity or silence. Instead of using our mind to find God, we're still. We become listeners, and we listen in the silence. And in that silence, we hear very different stories than what we're taught. Because what we're taught through theology and through sacred texts is what other people have transferred to us through years and decades, centuries of knowledge and accumulated wisdom. But there's also our own personal experience, which we can address God through silence. Silence is a beautiful way to get to know God. Now, like with sacred texts, theology, and church history, there can be a lot of things we have to be careful with. But the same is true with silence. Because when we're silent before God and we truly are still, what can happen is we do begin to hear things. But often it isn't God. It's our own mental projections. It's our fears. It's our anxieties. We call them God, but it really has nothing to do with God. It has to do more with us and our psychological state. So of course we have to be careful. But mostly what the silence I believe is talking about is actually just being still. And in that stillness, there are no thoughts. And when there are no thoughts, what do we experience? What do we experience when we allow our mind not to engage with the thoughts which naturally arise, but just be present with what is? It's more of a sense of pure beingness because we really can't ultimately put concepts on God. God is far beyond any concept we have. Even one of the greatest theologians of all time admitted this. Thomas Aquinas is known later in his life to say, basically everything I wrote was pointless because anything said about God, God is clearly beyond that. So we spend so much time in our mind actively engaging with it. And even when we engage with God, it's a thought process. When we go to a religious service, rarely are there times where there's truly silence. If it is, it's only for a few minutes or a few seconds. 
In the Eastern tradition, they are better about being still, but even there they can get caught up into certain techniques that preclude them from being still. I think it's important sometimes, because we have so much time with mental activity, for sometimes just to sit, just to stand, and just to be. Not seeking God, not asking God for things, not trying to figure out God, but just to be. It's like being in the presence of a beautiful person that you want to get to know, and they're still, and you're still. I don't know if you've ever done this, but it's a wonderful activity to sit across from someone and don't say a word and just look into their eyes and be still. It's amazing how much you can get from that person by being still. I think the same activity can happen with God. When we're still before God, so much can happen inside of us. Sometimes we discover what's happening inside of us. Sometimes we discover fears, worries, anxieties. Sometimes we discover happiness, joy, peace, bliss. But there is far more a sense of inner discovery of who we are. And when we do that, I think we have a far more opportunity to get to know God on a more personal level. And by having stillness, which is so good for us and goes so much against our culture, I think we can really get to know ourselves and God better. In the East, they have an image of someone having a thorn in their foot, and they take another thorn to pluck out that thorn, and then they throw both the thorns away. I'm going to share something that will help us remove our thoughts and be still with God. In the West, we call it via negativa. In the East, they call it neti neti. And basically what it is, it's a way of not knowing. So here's how we do it. What we do is, when we are sitting and being still with God, Thoughts are going to arrive, many of them. And what we do, we notice the thoughts, but we just let it go. Say, not that, not that. And then another thought arises, and we say, not that, not that. Then a fear and anxiety will arise. We say, not that, not that. And then something else will arise, and we say, not that, not that. And what will happen with, if we really stick to this, and it may take a long time before it starts happening in earnest and well, is but what will happen is we'll have gaps. We'll have gaps between the thoughts. Or, even with the thoughts, we just won't engage with them. It'll be like having background noise, but not noticing that background noise. And then what we'll discover is there's so much in the emptiness of silence. And because it's nothing that our mind can grasp, I can't tell you what it's going to be. It has to be something that each of us discovers for ourselves. But could we, in our very active world, could we make time to go the way of negation, the way of not engaging with our thoughts, of not even giving credence to our thoughts, and each time they arise, we say, not that, not that. And we just keep being more and more with the silence. And what we may discover is in that silence, we discover God. God can permeate every aspect of the cosmos and every aspect of who and what we are. 
But God has to be beyond our thoughts, our concepts. I do think it's good for us to sometimes be still and be with God as another way to get to know God. We spend so much time trying to understand God. But how much time do we spend being still? And that's why I think the monastic movement has been such a beautiful movement the past 2,000 years, or even earlier if you look at other traditions, past 3,000, 4,000 years, because they make a lot of room for silence. They make a lot of room for space. One of the main things you'll notice when you go on retreat at a monastery is there's a lot of silence. And in that silence, we can get to know God better. So may I encourage each of us, perhaps each day for 10, 15, 20 minutes, to make room for silence with God. I think we'll find it to be a most beautiful experience. Thank you for joining me on Monastic Retreat Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about the world of monasteries and monastic retreats, or if you'd like to find a place to go to and stay on retreat, please visit the website monasticretreats.com. That's monasticretreats.com. And if you didn't know, I also create a happiness podcast which explores the world of how to be happy. Just go to www.happinesspodcast.org. That's happinesspodcast.org. Until next time, be at peace, be still.